You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Welcome back to the Business with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com, and I am pumped as always for my guests today, but especially pumped because I have the lovely and talented Kaylee Pater of Child's Cup Full here with me today. Welcome, Kaylee. Thanks, Molly. I'm excited to be here. I know. I am so excited to uh, to have you on the show. So if this is your first time tuning into the Business with Purpose podcast, this is a podcast focused on highlighting amazing businesses and organizations and nonprofits that are using their professional skills and uh, and employing artisans and things like that, just using sort of that professional industry to really make a positive impact on the world in some way, shape, or form. And Child's Cup Full, I actually learned about, I guess, maybe about six months ago or so, maybe Mm -hmm. a little longer. And when I first learned about Child's Cup Full, I was blown away to see the things that they are doing in the West Bank. And so I knew that I wanted to have uh, Kaylee on my podcast. And so Kaylee, what before we kind of get into uh, you know the nitty gritty, I guess, if you will, of Child's Cupful, I want you just to kind of give me what I call, and I have all my guests do this, the Kaylee 101. So tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you came from, you know, maybe what you studied in school, and how sort of what led you to what you're doing today. Sure. Yeah. So I'm from Chapel Hill. I went to UNC. So (laughs) Durham's my home uh, by default. And um, I, I was really interested in linguistics in college. And so I studied Hindi and Urdu and Farsi and um, Spanish and German. And I traveled as much as I could. And I just loved learning about the world through language. Um, I was lucky enough to get exposed to working with artisans through my best friend, uh, Marissa Heil, who's the founder of Symbology Clothing. Oh, Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we were both in India at the same time in the summer of 2012 um, and this was after college and uh, she was just starting her first collection and so I got to go out with uh, to the village with her and um, actually work as her interpreter communicating with the artisans and um, I got to see the amazing work that they were doing in that region they were doing block printing and so I just loved the way that business can can have this amazing impact in um, on communities in need and particularly creating economic opportunities for women. Yeah. So I knew that this was the kind of work that that I really wanted to do. Um, and I was lucky enough to meet the founder of Child's Cup Full a few years later. And she was looking for some help here in the U.S. Um, and I was really interested in working in the Middle East. And so it just was this amazing serendipitous moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. this is it. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so the founder of Child's Cupful, Dr. Jeanette Haba, she's a, a professor at the University of Oklahoma, and she's an amazing woman. I like to call her superwoman. She's, <laughs> I mean, she's a full-time professor. She's writing a book, and she's been running this nonprofit as a side project with amazing. volunteer students. Yeah. Um, so she started it in 2008 as a fundraising initiative. 
initiative to support grassroots education programs for refugee children in the Northern West Bank, Mm -hmm. in the Janine refugee camp. And then um, a few years into that, she realized that a more sustainable way of supporting communities there would be to create jobs for refugee mothers. So that's how Child's Cup Full came about as an artisan center. So she started the educational toy line and her background is in early childhood development and educational psychology. So it was a natural fit for her in terms of of developing a product line. And they're beautiful toys. They really are. Incredibly well made. Um, They're all made with soft materials. So fabrics, a variety of textures, and they're designed to support cognitive development. So um, there's a lot of toys that are great for Montessori schools. Um, most of them are designed for toddlers and preschoolers and kindergartners. And so we have English toys and Arabic toys and other toys um, like memory games and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, so I when I joined her, it's almost two years ago now. I can't believe it. It's flown by. Yeah. Um, I my job was to basically build a website, figure out how we can build the brand. Yeah. So um, so it's been an amazing ride over yeah. the past two years. Um, we really didn't have any brand awareness two years ago. So now we're proud to say that we're in more than twelve stores across the U.S. and we're we're designing uh, products for other companies as well. We're doing teddy bears for oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for um, a company called Threadies, and they donate. It's a one-for-one model, so they donate a bear to a Syrian refugee child for oh, every bear wow. purchased here in the U.S. So it's just opened so many amazing doors. I mean, yeah. In, in addition to creating lasting economic opportunities in the West Bank for the artisans there. So I'm 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 so thrilled because I found my dream job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really I'm really lucky to have met her right at that time. That's amazing. Well, I can attest to the uh, one adorableness of the toys. I have a couple of them. I have the vegetable blocks that are like these yeah. soft little like kind of, you know, squishy blocks and they have different vegetables on them and then we have like this little um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a puzzle toy mm-hmm. that's like soft and a ball. <laughs> like I don't yeah. really, I really don't know how to describe it. My daughter loves it. Um, and then these little toy stuffed dinosaurs. I mean, they just uh, a friend of mine got the um, the letters. I mean, they just they're the quality is amazing, and they're just they're something that's going to be one special, but it's also made to last. And you also you know you know where it was made and you can see how it was made and you can see the impact that it's having. So tell me a little bit about, you know, I think the West Bank is one of those regions that's often forgotten about. You know, we always hear about people working in Africa and we hear about people working in India, but we don't hear a lot about kind of the unemployment opportunities and the unemployment struggles that people have, especially women in the West Bank, um, and some of the struggles that the artisans have had to overcome in order to um, to provide for their families. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that and kind of the mission of Child's Cup Full other than just, you know, making beautiful toys? Like what's, the, you know, kind of the, the heart of what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely uh, the the West Bank is is a region where um, you don't see a lot of products that are that are exported. Um, there are some really beautiful ceramic products that you see in fair trade stores and yeah. olive wood products. Um, 
But aside from that, it's it's a challenge to find products that are made there. And um, as far as we know, we're the only toy brand yeah. out of the West Bank. So there is a huge opportunity there. There's so many talented artisans, men and women. And uh, the unemployment rates are, are really staggering. Um, we focus on women because we we really want to create opportunities for for moms and uh, to support themselves, support their children, support their families, but also there's a ripple effect that happens when you employ women um, in terms of, of, of building that their self-esteem and creating opportunities for them to develop careers with their craft and design skills that they might only be applying it at home, mm-hmm. right? And um, and we've seen the the impact that it's had, um, particularly in the artisans' homes and and communities where they're saying, "My family gives me more respect now because I'm I'm the breadwinner." Yeah. Um, and and the unemployment rates being high for both men and women means that men and women don't know where potentially their paycheck is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they might have work this week or this month, but next month. Um, not necessarily uh, guaranteed. So, so that's why we actually, when we hire women, we try to hire them full time um, or part time, depending on their availability. And uh, instead of paying them per piece, which is traditionally how a lot of women are employed, is they're they're paid for each product that they yeah. create. And so this way, the women, you know, when they join Child's Cup Full, they're trained at our Artisan Center, they learn how to make the products, and they know that they have a job for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And it gives um, them stability. And it's also a living wage rather than just like, you know, kind of a minimum wage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's our whole mission. So even though we are a social enterprise, we're a business, we're, we're focused on creating high quality products that are competitive in the U.S. marketplace. Our main goal is to create that lasting economic opportunity in the West Bank, which as an organization is a lot more expensive and challenging. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're simultaneously applying for grants and fundraising. Um, but our hope is that, you know, as we build the brand, we'll get to the point where we have enough business to completely sustain our artisan center. Yeah. And we can continue to train and employ more women in the West Bank. Um, but just to give you an idea of the unemployment rates, um, in 2015, for young women, the unemployment rates were as high as 63%. Wow. So yeah, so so it's it's more common than not that women are are facing those challenges, and some of our artisans are single moms. Yeah. so they're they are the sole breadwinner. I was just about to say that I was going to say you know I mean think about when you have a family, you know where the there is no husband or there is no father that you know is supporting the children, and so all that pressure is now on the mom and yeah, um, and if the opportunities aren't there, then you know. It's, yep. it's n- no good. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And I mean, in Zababde, the community where we work, it's a small village um, in the northern West Bank. It's an amazing area. It's so beautiful. I was there in April working yeah. with the women. And um, in that village alone, I mean, now we have a long waiting list of women from from Zababde and neighboring villages who want to work for Child's Cup Full because they've amazing. heard, you know, about how it's it's just a really wonderful place to work. And it's because it is exclusively women 
Women's Artisan Collective, it's it's also kind of a safe space because women can come and they know that you know they can they can uh, collaborate with other women and and share and have girl talk. Know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> have girl talk. Yeah. Doesn't and, matter what country you're from. Everybody has got every every lady has to have girl talk. <laughs> Another really cool thing about it that I was really amazed by and and. Um, I worked with the women for almost a year and a half before actually going over to the West Bank and yeah. meeting them. Um, so it was it was incredible to finally get to meet them after you know talking yeah. to them on WhatsApp all the time. And um, and the thing that really surprised and impressed me was that they actually really have ownership over the Artisan Center itself. So um, we're still at the point where our manager is is volunteering her time, and she's based in Jerusalem. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so the artisans are managing the quality control. They're getting the shipments ready to send out. They're also doing sample development, which wow. it requires a lot of innovative thinking. And, yeah, they're – they're making it happen. I mean, they're managing relationships with the suppliers in the nearby cities. So this is absolutely an entrepreneurial endeavor through and through. Yeah. And I think that's really special because it's it's not a top-down approach. It's very democratic. Yeah. And um, so I'm... I'm, I feel just really fortunate to be able to be part of it because it's, it's inspired me in, in my own life in so yeah. many ways. And yeah, the people, the people there, the Palestinian people are so hospitable and so generous. I mean, when my husband and I were there in April. We like couldn't buy lunch because everybody, <laughs> everybody and their cousin is offering to buy us lunch, you know, and we were just like, oh my gosh, we <laughs> yeah. need to take some of this back to the U.S. <laughs> I know, I know. What's your favorite when you go, when you've gone to visit the West Bank, what's your favorite uh, food or dish to eat there? Oh, Definitely the dessert that is famous for um, in Nablus, which is the closest city mm-hmm. uh, or one of the closest cities to Zababde, uh, Kunafe. Mm-hmm. And it's this amazing pastry, um, kind of like like phyllo dough, like baklava, but oh, it has I love cheese baklava. in it. Cheese? Yes. And then it's drizzled with, um, I'm pretty sure it's honey. And oh, they do have so many versions of it, you know, some with some pistachios on it. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Now I'm it hungry. Is, yes. <laughs> yes. It is dreamy. It's That's amazing. awesome. <laughs> so, in your, you know, in the last two years that you've been involved with Child's Cup Full, like what, you know, kind of tell a story maybe of some life change that you've seen, or maybe, you know, somebody who you've worked with and maybe they came in you know, an artisan that came in, maybe a little unsure that she was going to be able to do this and and kind of where, you know, what the partnership and the support, having the support and kind of the backing of Child's Cup Full has done um, for some of these women. Can you share something like that? Sure, sure. Um, so one of the artisans that comes to mind is Abir. Um, and actually four of the six women who are currently working in the Artisan Center have been with Child's Cup Full since 2012. Wow. So that I think is really a testament to how Child's Cup Full has created this amazing workspace where yeah. women, um, they come and they want to stay because mm-hmm. it's, it's a really wonderful place to work. Um, so Abird came to Child's Cup Full in 2012. She didn't know how to embroider and um, 
today she's leading the quality control. She's embroidering for our, our children's toys. And then um, anything with Palestinian embroidery, she's also building on those skills. And she she's told us that, you know, when she came, she 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 felt like she didn't know if she had the skills to be yeah. able to create these toys. But um, but now she's a leader in the yeah. artisan center. And, uh, I mean, Rasha is another example. She's, she's told us that um, since working for Child's Cup Full that her family is, is now giving her, her more respect because she is – She's able to bring yeah. a sustained um, income yeah. to the household, and it's completely, you know, changed the dynamic in her Amazing. in her family in terms of um, her contribution to. Um, and and when I say family, it's typically extended family as yeah. well, not just immediate. family. Oh yeah, absolutely, right? and especially in in. Uh, in those cultures, like the extended family is huge. Yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of our artisans um, lives in a building with 22 family members. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. totally <laughs> common. Yeah. That part of the world is just amazing. Like, right. I feel like here, I'm like, yeah, sometimes see my cousins, but like, you know, you right. go elsewhere and they're like, I live with uh, four of my aunts and seven of my cousins right. and uh, I have nine second cousins once removed and like you know yeah. what I mean they just yeah, oh, yeah. family it's, it's, is so huge and important absolutely it's a really beautiful beautiful thing I mean I I definitely felt envious <laughs> because I I also feel you know far from family at beyond my yeah. parents and my brother and you know to go into a home and and to have you know just all of this love and people of very you know different ages and it's really cool mm-hmm it's amazing that's amazing you know and I think one of the things that you talked about earlier I just you know I I love to just reemphasize and talk about how important this is is one of the things that's so amazing about what child's cup full is you're not going in and it's you're not going into this community and giving them a handout like it's just a lot of times we in the United States, like we just, we take for granted have the simple thing of having a job. Mm-hmm. We just take having a job for granted. Whereas in so many other countries, like, it, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the um, documentary Poverty Inc. It's, mm, seen oh, that. you got to watch it. Um, you got to watch Poverty Inc. But it talks a lot about, you know, just how so many times over the years we've taken you know, quote unquote, helping others and quote unquote charity. And it's actually doing more harm than good because you're just going in and you're like doing things for them and then you leave and then they have no skills, they have no job. And it's just, they become, it becomes like a crutch and they become crippled. Whereas like by going in and partnering with them and, you know, educating them or giving them a skill, giving them an opportunity and giving them just something like a job and encouragement. I mean, these women over there, they're savvy. Mm -hmm. They're smart. They're, you know, just, they don't need your pity. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think so many times people think like, oh, isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. Oh, they need our pity. I'm like, no, they don't need your pity. No, these are smart, strong women who have done way more in their lives than you have. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they just need a job and they need somebody to encourage them. And by providing that opportunity is so important and so vital. Um, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about that and just kind of like... Um, the you know how how that's something that's at the core of what you guys do. Hundred percent, yeah. Everything you said. I mean, our 
I, I talk about this a lot is that, you know, we're we're providing dignified work to people who are fully capable of Absolutely. creating beautiful products. And the, in the case of the West Bank, the biggest barrier is that access to the international marketplace. Yeah. We, we source everything locally within the West Bank, but a lot of materials are imported. And so we rely on the suppliers to, to have that variety. Yeah. Um, but we have to figure out, okay, which suppliers are going to be bringing in, you know, this cotton fabric that we're going to be using for our matching memory game toys for right. the next six months. Okay, yeah. we know we can go back to them and get that same color because yeah. our buyers here in the U.S. are relying on that consistency. Right. So, um, so that's a big thing for us is is focusing on creating high quality products that are competitive because we don't want people to buy the toys because they feel bad. Right. I mean, of course, the story is important and understanding where products are made is Absolutely. important. Absolutely. Um, but we don't want it to be a pity purchase. Right. We want it to be because this is a great product. Right. And that's the only way that we're going to succeed is that yeah. we're creating high quality, useful toys that that teachers and parents see value in yep. um, and then telling that story of how they're handmade is is that added bonus right yeah. but it's it's really important to make that distinction I think um, in terms of the sustainability of an initiative absolutely um, yeah absolutely oh Kaylee that's so awesome um, so for people that have never interacted with Child's Cut Full how can they find you guys online where you know if they want to learn more about the story yeah. if they want shop the products if they want to find you on social media how can they connect with you? yes so our website is childscupfull.org we are on facebook we are on instagram we are very active we're always posting about our new products love it and uh the events that we're at in the u.s um i also love seeing the images of the artisans and just yes and seeing them uh and seeing them work it's awesome i love it yes we we're we're posting photos of how the toys are made as well so childscutful.org we're trying we're working on getting a blog so we can have regular updates um, but we are a small team. Yeah, it's um, right now. It's just the founder, Dr. Habashi, who I said is superwoman and is doing. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> a million things and me. So um, we have uh, a few interns, but we're always looking for support, volunteer yeah. support. So um, yeah, so so anyone who's interested in helping us out, helping us get our products out there, we're always looking for for that. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about Child's Cup Full. It was so much fun having you on here, and I hope you had a good time. Yes, I did, as always, Molly. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And thank you guys so much for listening to the Business with Purpose podcast. Be sure to subscribe and uh, leave a review on iTunes and share with your friends because that's how we get the message out there, and that's how we share and grow this podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being so supportive and so awesome. And we will see slash chat slash talk with you next time. I don't ever really know, honestly, what to say at the end of a podcast as far as like, because you don't see me. But anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. Bye.